There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone the electricity line. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cup of murder. We may never know what makes a person tick. On October 23, 1967, a man snapped and took the lives of six acquaintances. Acquaintances who he had some unknown vendetta against and hunted them down as if they were animals. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. The morning of October 23, 1967 started out like every other morning for Leo and Alda Held. They got ready for work, did some chores inside of their Pennsylvania home, got their kids to school, and split ways for the day. Leo, a man described as a good Christian husband, drove to his workplace of 21 years, parked his car, and walked through the doors of the paper mill shortly after 8 a.m. armed with two pistols. The avid hunter took great aim and began picking off specific co-workers one by one, all while remaining eerily calm. Close to 50 employees took cover and fled for their lives, while Leo shot five dead and wounded four others. Those who perished were Alan Barrett Jr., Richard Davenport, Donald V. Walden, Carmen H. Edwards, and Elmer Weaver. But he wasn't done yet. He then calmly got back into his car and drove to the local airport where Geraldine Ram, a neighbor in Loganton, worked as a switchboard operator and one-time member of a carpool with Leo Held. Thankfully, Geraldine was able to escape, wounded but still alive and Leo drove to his next location. The time was only 8.15 in the morning. He then drove to the home of the Quiggles, neighbors of his, and shot them while they slept. Floyd Quiggle perished while his wife survived. On his way out the door, he walked past their four-and-a-half-year-old daughter, who was later found by a neighbor, crying into the phone, saying, Help me, Mommy and Daddy have been shot. Leo Held, just as calm as ever, walked into his front door just as a swarm of policemen showed up. This started a gun battle between the still heavily armed Leo and about a dozen police officers. Leo was hit again and again, shattering both wrists in an effort to disarm him. But even as he sank to the ground, he continued to return fire. The shots only ceased when he was too close to death to continue. He was rushed to the hospital where he died two days later without giving any reason as to why he got up one morning and decided to kill six people. In fact, the only thing close to a confession he gave was saying there was one person he couldn't get to that he wished he had, his 71-year-old neighbor. With his death came wild speculation as to his motive. From what most could figure, it may have stemmed from that carpool he was in with Geraldine Ram. Out of the five people killed in the paper mill, three were in the carpool. The one that Geraldine had him blackballed from about three months prior after finding his driving reckless. But not all of those involved in the murders were members of this carpool. So many turned to mental illness as the reason for the attacks. I mean, how else could they explain a respected citizen waking up one morning and going berserk? But those who knew him said he had no known mental illness nor a police record. Others say Leo was suspicious that someone was out to get his job after being passed up for a promotion and began feuding with his neighbors over small annoyances. Did all of it just become too much? Did he really think everyone was out to get him? 
so much so that he committed what is called the worst mass slaying of 1967 in the U.S. I mean, up until that day, he was a quiet, peaceful man, a devoted husband, and father of four, former member of the school board and director of a Boy Scout troop. The sad fact is that with his death went any and all answers, and even now, Loganton is left without closure. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 24th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This daily true crime podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching Morning Cup of Murder. I'd love it if you stopped by and said hi. Stay safe.